Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And sitting in our space today is Amanda, the other massage therapist who holds the microphone. Sometimes she holds a massage lotion bottle. Sometimes (laughs) she holds a limb when she's stretching a patient or client on the table. But the important thing or why we're really here is to talk to our main man here brian brian the barbarian uh we're gonna talk fitness today we're gonna change this up i think i just stole your line amanda's staring at me right now like i was gonna say that i did not do You're that kind of looking at me like that a little bit i think this is just the constant look that i give you you know what you can say it go ahead say it uh all right I, I I will say it then. We are talking fitness today instead of our, I guess, I mean, we don't always talk massage, but we are two massage therapists and a microphone. So a lot of the podcasts are really focused around massage and healthcare. And I mean, fitness is a part of that. I myself used to be a personal trainer. Uh, I still do some stuff in fitness, but I am a registered massage therapist here in Toronto. And so today we are talking with a guy who is... Um, who's dedicated his life to fitness, both um, as a trainer and um, he also has a side project that he's going to talk about today as well. So I'm going to stop talking now and hand this over to Brian. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, who you are and what you're up to? Thanks, Amanda. I'm Brian. I am a a private personal trainer. I go into people's homes and train them. Um, I generally uh, help people who are not fans of the gym. They're they're, uh, not, uh, they don't like the gym atmosphere or they're too embarrassed to go to the gym. And I help them train them in their homes um, feel make them feel a little more comfortable with, okay. with the whole workout process. And also I have my side project, as you mentioned, of uh, called Days of Inspiration, uh, which uh, is near and dear to my heart. It's uh, talking to people who have overcome huge obstacles through fitness, whether it be through um, uh, someone who's battled cancer or... Uh, just someone who's been, you know, diagnosed with uh, any heart issues and uh, they've beaten whatever they've uh, had to come through. Okay. Uh, well, what about you, Brian? Where did where did this love of fitness start for you? And did it start with you the way it started with me? And the way it started with me was Saturday mornings. WWF <laughs> is where it started. I swear to you. I swear to you. You guys I, are so old. I swear to you. <laughs> It's true. I I am old. That's where it started for me to see Hulkamania rip off his shirt, which, by the way, was cut at the top. The collar was cut. The collar collar was cut. And uh, so, which made it easier for. But nonetheless, Hulkamania would rip off his shirt and then he would make his pecs jump to his theme music. And that's where. That's where it started fitness with me. I think I've caught you doing that in the mirror. <laughs> anyway, so Brian, is that is that where it started with well, you? Well, I am a big fan of wrestling, so I would say that's part of it, I would say. Um, but uh, I think the real uh, start to my love of fitness and bodybuilding was in the late 80s, uh, looking at the mag- Flex magazines, muscle and fitness, yes. stuff like that. Right. And strangely enough, it was, for me, I was more interested in uh, the female aspect of it. Um, so then Muscle and Fitness was probably your magazine of choice over Flex? Well, no. Well, back then, Flex had an article with the uh, current Miss Olympia. Oh, right on. Okay. So uh, Corey Everson at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, just because you don't see that. Like, you see more men buffed and muscular. Exactly. And so it's sort of 
almost the norm. Yeah. Whereas the women, you don't see muscle on women at all, especially in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think right. it's a little more common now, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s, it was like, whoa, how, well, I mean, how did she get to look like but that? But now, now fitness has taken, fitness and bodybuilding has taken on a whole other dimension with social media. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. It, it's, just, it's just a whole other story. And, uh, you know, I don't hit the gym nearly like what I used to do when I was in my youth. In my youth, I'm talking high school and university. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck, man, if I had an iPhone back when I used to work out and I used to look the part, I, I, I would be all over it. But it's just a whole other ball game now. Okay. Actually, before we get into the bodybuilding yeah, stuff, so. um, Brian and I have had a chance to talk off mic. And this just reminded me of something. And I think this is important to start with before we start talking about you getting into the world of bodybuilding is your your own fitness journey. We talked about the whole idea of looking the part and this is how you decided to start working with people who felt intimidated to go right. into the gym. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you sort of came to this niche market you have of working with people who feel that they're out of place in the gym? Sure. Um, if you ever look at me up on uh, Facebook, uh, Brian Smith, you can look it up, uh, you'll see that I'm not, I'm not a overly muscular man, and I'm definitely not a thin man. I, um, at my heaviest, I was over 350 pounds. Uh, currently, I'm at two, uh, around 295. Right on. Yeah, it's, it's, I've always had trouble with my weight. And I've always, I've been ridiculed over it at the gym or at school or everything like that. And, but I've always been interested in sports throughout Mm -hmm. my whole life. I played hockey when I was a kid. I played rugby when I was a kid. Um, Tennis, like you, you name it. I I was playing, even though. So so you've always been active. I've always been active, but I've always been heavy. Okay. Um, And again, been ridiculed over it, but I, I always enjoyed sports. So. After a while, like I, I also suffer from depression, so uh, that sort of contributed a lot to my weight gain, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the extreme weight gain that I had. And uh, finally, I was the fact that I, I just wanted to stop, so that's, that's how I got into going to school to get my degree and help myself, as well as others, get into it. Because mm-hmm. I, um, I know what it's like to, to be ridiculed. Uh, uh, that's why I got into doing it with the niche market, as you say. Right. Is because I know what it's like to be in a gym and pointed at and laughed at and go, uh, walking down uh, Lakeshore Boulevard and having a, a carload of kids slow down and start laughing. Like, right. I know what it's like and I want to help those people feel like people are laughing at them because of their weight. And mm-hmm. I want to help them reach their goals and get to where, where they want to be. Right. Can I ask and, you a question about absolutely. that? Absolutely. Do you think that it, it happened as frequently as you thought it did, like in retrospect now, would you say that, yeah, you know what, maybe I didn't get picked on as much or maybe I didn't get like, do you know what I mean? Or were you, or were, were you just so much more, I, I, maybe I'm saying this wrong. Maybe were you just so much more aware of the possibility that this was happening and maybe you're more, a little bit more self-conscious about it. Therefore it, it maybe is expanded in your mind a little bit or did it actually happen as, as frequently and is that you're making it sound? I wouldn't say it happened frequently, okay. but it did happen. Right. Um, I, when it happened, I noticed it. Gotcha. Right. Well, and I, as you said, it's regardless of if you suffer from depression or not, when you, if you are self-conscious already about your weight, yep. and as you said, you were really into athletics and you were doing all these things, yet you were still struggling with the weight, then when the ridicule does happen or if somebody is saying something negative about you 
it's going to affect you that much more because it's already something that's in the back of your mind. It's already playing in your subconscious that, you know, I'm not where I want to be physically. And then somebody says something, it's just reaffirming that, right? Because I was a heavy set kid. And at the time I felt like, fuck, like everyone's looking at me. Everyone's making fun of me. My clothes never fucking fit me right. And then being older now, I'm thinking, shit, maybe that actually didn't happen as as frequently or maybe that maybe maybe it was just a little bit blown up more. I'm not trying to I'm not minimizing no, it at all. No, no, no. Right. But maybe it just and that's only something that I can discover in retrospect, like moving outside of the whole thing and then and then reflecting on it. Well, confidence has everything to do with that. And that's why I think what Brian's doing is so cool is he's taking these people who, you know, they want to get fit, but yet they feel like Mm -hmm. they don't belong in the gym. Mm -hmm. And through working with you, and I want to talk to you about that client that you and I discussed earlier, but through working with you, these people are building up their confidence so that they can walk into a gym and feel like, yeah, I belong here. I should be here. Why can't I be getting healthy and getting in shape just like the rest of you people, right? Right. Um, Why don't we talk about that client? Brian had a really sort of inspirational story of a client that he's worked with. We don't have to use his or her name, but tell us about what you were able to do for this person. They they came to me and uh, originally they weren't going to hire me. They were going to help me build my business. It was uh, just, I was still in school at the time, um, about halfway through and uh, they knew I was doing this and they wanted they knew a lot of clients, possible potential clientele, because they had a lot of uh, friends that were bigger and knew that they didn't go to the gym and they, they wanted help. So in order to know what my business was like, they wanted to do it themselves. And at the time, they were going to the Y and doing the AquaFit and, you know, 20 minutes on the bike or whatever. How were they, how were they, sorry to jump yeah. in, how were they looking to help you with the business? Oh, just because they, they had a, a, a clientele, uh, not a clientele, but they, they, they had a lot of... Uh, they had a network of a people. A network of people that were, that were bigger, bigger sized. Yeah. Gotcha. Like gotcha. a very large North American wide Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. They, yeah. yeah they 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 deal with um, large size people in in their business. Okay. So they tried uh, wanted me to do it for them f- at first, and like I said, all she was doing was AquaFit and uh, you know the bike and whatever. And within a, within a couple uh, two or three weeks, she noticed the difference of my workouts compared to what she was doing. Right. Like she felt the muscles, and she you can tell that that it was working. What what I was doing for her. And then I think it was within three or four months, she was all off, off of all her diabetic medication. So she, like, at that point, we knew that we were onto something. We could we could work with her, with people and, and get them to their fitness goals. So is this whole time, are, are you just kind of doing this for free because of the potential, you know, business opportunity that's there? No, well, it was, well, as I was still in school at yeah, the time yeah. as well, but it was, it was, let's just say it was a very low cost. It, it wasn't free, but it was. It was. And this person is still a client of yours. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 Um, the reason I wanted to bring that up is uh, we were talking about knowledge of fitness, and as you said, you've always been interested in it. And then you went and you went to college. You got your your diploma to uh, what was the actual diploma called? Fitness. Fitness and health. Promotion. Fitness and health promotion. No, okay. It was some, no something else. That, uh, professional that, fitness consultant. Yeah. Prof- yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Professional sorry. fitness consultant. So Brian has a diploma as a professional fitness consultant. And um, 
originally you were planning to do something else other than private practice, right? You were applying to gyms. Absolutely, yeah. Tell us about that. Well, every gym I applied to, there's about six or seven different chains within the GTA, and none of them would hire me. Are we talking big box gyms? Big box gyms. So this is big and small. Like 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 uh, it was the the big 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 ones. Good Life, Premier. Yeah. And so then, we're talking corporate gyms. All right, so just so the, uh, we can play the background on this because a lot of our listeners are south of the border as well. Right. Um, back when this was happening, there used to be maybe about uh, a handful of gyms uh, or big box gyms. And just recently, within the past, I don't know, six or seven years, there's been one gym that's kind of bought them all out mm-hmm. and sort of dominated. Um, so you're saying that you went to these big box gyms and then also kind of smaller private mom and pop kind of places too. Well, ones that would only have two or three locations. Okay, 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 gotcha. Right, and I didn't get hired by any of them, and I truly feel it was because I didn't look the part. Okay. Um, I, I said I had the knowledge, and if they asked me any questions about it, I gave them the answers, and everything was fine. Yeah. But again, because I wasn't the the six foot buff guy that people want want as a trainer yeah. they felt I wouldn't be a good fit for them so now you've got your your home clients and that's yes. what you're doing yes um so wait a minute just the gym thing one, yeah. one quick sec do you feel that the that that gym culture still exists or wow. do you think do you think there's been some sort a little bit of an evolution with that in a little bit more accepting of what they feel to be looking the part or the what i know i i I go to one of the box gyms and i don't see a lot of that as far as um maybe different more diversified as far as uh uh, male female and uh possibly uh uh, different uh, cultures Right, right right but not as far as any weight not as far as body types no i think as a society though things are shifting to i think there's not such a focus on being thin anymore. Maybe I'm imagining it. There's a lot of um, a lot of talk with the whole body positivity movement, and it seems to be that, or at least the media might be pretending to, trying to be more accepting of different sizes and shapes and models of different sizes and shapes. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, I mean, there's the, the the one that's the no judgment free zone. Uh, mm-hmm. gym that I, but I haven't been to that so I don't know what kind of if they even have trainers there or they just let people do what they want to do right there. so you still feel when you go to the gym that you go to that there's still a, a divide between like the people who look the part and maybe the ones who don't not so much as far as clientele like uh, I, I've, I've I don't feel as much that people are as as closed minded like, right. they, yeah. like, like I've always said that you're going to the gym to look better. Why are you making fun of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as much anymore than, yeah. than when I first started. I think exactly. I think that whole culture has kind of changed a little bit where it would be like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, this is our space kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, but that doesn't exist. I mean, I don't I don't feel that exists anymore. And you could probably speak way better to this because, you know, you're in close contact with, you know, um, a, a lot of people on the pro body building circuit. Right. Right. So, I mean, but I think I think a lot of that culture has changed a lot. And to be honest with you, like the people that you think, for the most part, the people that you would think would be the ones to look at you and say, like, hey, like this is with a with a look, this is not your place. 
they are probably some of the nicest people and mm-hmm. sometimes they're the ones that are there to give you the helping hand or they're the ones that are so fucking narcissistic that they can't take <laughs> they're not looking at you in the fucking mirror <laughs> to notice yeah. you in the corner right right so yeah. i mean uh, well brian can speak to that because i mean as you said he's got all these friends in this pro bodybuilding world and through days of inspiration you've met all of these people who have overcome obstacles through their fitness journey and i think as you said these are the people that are really they're pro fitness no matter what level you're at at least you're doing it absolutely right? absolutely yeah. uh, i find yeah i find that i'd say about 80 85 percent of them are very open to helping helping out whenever they can and uh, yeah, promoting the sport of uh, bodybuilding and fitness, so they want people to get into into shape and everything. Um, there's still, yeah, there's always in any culture there's going to be assholes. Assholes, yeah, right. Sure. Uh, so uh, that doesn't change no matter what uh, your what business you're in. But I think, yeah, I think slowly the the, uh, the culture is changing. Um, but as far as the, the gyms itself, I think they're, as far as hiring people that are different sizes and shapes and whatnot, unless you're talking about the, the big powerlifting gyms where they all have, they don't have, uh, they yeah. all have the big mass and they don't care about what weight they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother story. But when you're talking about the big boxes, I think they're more about the, the presentation more than it is about the actual fitness. Yeah. All right. So why don't we talk about bodybuilding? Sure. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> I know you're into it, Brian. You're into. It. I know nothing about it. Okay. So this is why I'm looking at you guys like a like a deer in the headlights. Um, what got you into this? What is your your love of bodybuilding? It didn't start with wrestling. Did, did pumping iron have anything to do? Pumping with iron it? had a little bit to do with it, absolutely. <laughs> but as I said earlier, it, I, I got more into it from the female aspect. Yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. Right. So pumping iron too. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe because I've. I don't know. It's always. I think it's more more about the strength of people than it was more about the the shape and the the the, the body of the person. Mm-hmm. That's how I always felt. Um, like Wonder Woman back in the day, like, like she wasn't built. Even now with Gal Gadot, she's not yeah, built. Yeah. But it's the the strength of her, and and I think that's what attracted me more to the, to to the sport than anything was was. I guess it'd be more powerlifting than anything, but. Back then, who know? I didn't know what it, one was or the other. But yeah, it's just being able to do what, whatever you wanted to do. You didn't have to worry about not being able to carry anything or, or anything. I think that's that's where a lot of it came in my mind. Was you were just amazed by how strong a human body could yeah. actually be. See, for me, it was a little different. For me, I I'm I'm always amazed at the capability of the human body. Like that blows my mind. Right. Like that's why I kind of I, I I love athletics because to see people perform at such a high level that like that most of us don't do, most of us can't, because there's a big genetic component to it. But there's the capability there. It's huge. And bodybuilding, if in my mind, is something that it's the coolest thing because it really takes a lot of dedication. Like one hundred and fucking thousand percent Absolutely. dedication and time, but like most most people can get somewhere in terms of not being a pro, right? But even just as a hobby, like mm-hmm. you can you can get you can get pretty, you can feel pretty good about it. It's like it's like one of those sports that you know aside from the genetic component, um, 
it's all about you. It's all mental. It's all about it's you, all mental. Right? Yeah. It's it's you know the throw being able to uh, to be a really good baseball pitcher. It's more than just you throwing over and over and over and over again, right? But in terms of bodybuilding and, and weightlifting, it's it's really just you and how much work you put into it. I mean, the work obviously has to be, you know, a, smart. The work has to be guided. Um, it can't just be all over the place. Uh, in other words, it has to be strategic, but it's it's such just a solo thing. And, and just that capability. Because like, I remember that one scene from pumping iron when when arnold's like if my shoulders aren't big enough you know i'm like an artist with clay i just put some i just start crafting my body exactly yeah. right yeah. it's one of those things and that that capability there drugs or no drugs that's still human capability right mm -hmm. yeah and so uh brian you now have a lot of friends who compete right and who are right. in that bodybuilding world and you do volunteer work for well from um in toronto every year they host uh, what's called the toronto pro super show which is a combination of amateur and professional uh bodybuilder fitness figure bikini competition um where uh, yeah from, from the it started in 2011 and that's when i first uh, volunteered there because i knew someone that was uh main people that worked uh for the Federation at the time. So I, uh, one of my first jobs was to pick up the clients from the airport, all the, the athletes as they come in. And okay. I met a lot of them that way. Some of the newcomers and some of the, the old old school guys. And yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, like I've, I've met the who's who of the, of the bodybuilding world. And actually one of the first things he said to me was something you just talked about, was that when he picked them up from the airport, he was expecting for them maybe not to want to engage in conversation with him or whatever and he said they were the exact opposite these some of these women that he was picking up were like the nicest people and they wanted to learn about him and learn about like why are you so into fitness and what do you like to do and what do you, you know and, and you some I, you know you wouldn't think so one just by looking because it's an aggressive look yes. yeah <laughs> I, I that's part of it and two you're here to compete so you're just so run down Right, and then for you to still be like the nicest fucking person in the world, yeah, really means you're the nicest person. In the world. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean. Right on. All right, so you uh, first job was picking people up at the airport. Right. How has it spiraled since then? Because you're still you're still in this world, right? I'm you're still... still in this world. Just the people that I've met through through this competition uh, is just amazing. Like the, they've shown me so much support. I don't. I don't think if I if I had uh, volunteered there at all, I would be still doing this. To be honest with you. Because they, they've like I said, these professional athletes are are and, you know they check on me every every few weeks or so to make sure I'm still on track and see how I'm doing and make sure that I'm, you know I'm I'm not going down that depression hole like like it's just so amazing that the camaraderie I, I've I've received through some of these people it's it, like it, I, honestly I would not be here if it wasn't for them so, so they're. So. Uh... They're your motivators, Absolutely. so you can keep motivating your your clients. Right, exactly. Awesome. Are, are they like super community? I'll give you an example of what I mean. I interviewed a friend of mine who's an athletic therapist, and mm -hmm. they, we were going off about no one knows what athletic th therapy is all about. Right. Like no one gets it, but they have such a super tight knit community because they're always working the same events. They're always seeing each other. Is and so they're all super friendly with each other is bodybuilding like that is there like a tight-knit community or is it because it's competition i from what you've seen well from what i've seen well i i, I don't see it a lot with the men 
be honest with you. In my what I've seen, I can't say that's what they're like, but they're they're the macho. I'm the best. Yeah. Uh, just, just, like they're always, you know. Uh, He's literally flexing, on, on, by the way, for those of you who can't see. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to see here. No, um, <laughs> they're so concentrated on the events. Yeah, their but own personal events. Yeah, with them, um, that I don't see a lot of them talking to each other, even right. within the backstage or whatnot. But I find, especially with um, the fitness competitors yep. and the. Uh, and the body, the women bodybuilders. Uh, I find there's a lot of camaraderie. A lot of it, I think, is because there's now so few of them compared to men bodybuilding and you know, some of the lower divisions with the uh, women, the bikini and the figure, where there's a lot of them right. uh, in in the industry. That they sort of keep that community together, so that they can they want to try and build it up from the ground up again, get the young kids yeah, yeah, into yeah. it and. Um, and you see them backstage and they're all hugging each other and high five and, and, uh, after women the, aren't after, catty. We like each other. Well, it's true. <laughs> it, it's very genuine. Um, I had the pleasure of one, after one of the shows, um, my, my friend Michelle that I was talking about before that, the, the first one asked me about mm-hmm. why I was doing everything and everything. Uh, she invited me out after, after, after the show and, you know, and there was like seven or eight of the girls. Mm-hmm. Together and they're all partying together. Like it's, it's that community that they they it's it's not catty at all, which which blew my mind. So okay, there's not a lot of female bodies. Like I said, I know nothing about this. Right. There's not a lot who are bodybuilders. But you were mentioning the like fitness. It's, it's, it's different. There's levels different of levels. Muscularity, basically. Okay, so at the bodybuilding level, this these are the women who are like yeah Arnold. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. There's not for the most not part. a lot of them. Not uh, yeah, as as you go down down the the uh the, the muscular uh spectrum if you will. There are there's there's at the big end there's not as many as there are, but as you go down there's a uh, physique is the next division, physique, which is okay. one of the newest divisions. It's sort of a a more softer version of bodybuilding if you want. It's it's not okay. as ripped, not as mus- uh vascular. Okay. Right. And then you have fitness, which is which combines the the physique with with uh, gymnastic uh, competition, if you will. Okay, so they're the ones actually like doing these athletic routines and, on stage. Right. Okay, okay. And then you have figure and bikini, which are which are much smaller. Like figure, you still see muscle, but it's not as is it's not as big. It's it's more like streamlined. Like, okay. Like you'd normally see at uh, like uh, like uh, Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And then you have bikini, which they they call it the the TNA uh, division, if you will. That what I think it is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. That's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People will be offended if I say that, but it's it's, it's, it's a podcast. True. Tits and ass. Say anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact that I'm calling the bikini the bikini division the tits and ass division. Uh, it's, yeah, I get it. But I mean, they do do some work, but it's you don't you don't see a lot of muscle. Is, yeah. Is yeah. The okay, and then what about bodybuilding for you? Yes, no, maybe. I wouldn't say it's a n- never. I'll never get into it, but I'm not sure if I, 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 well, I've always had a dream of going on stage, but after being exposed to it for the last few years, I'm not sure if I want to, only because I see, like, when they're dieted down and how, they almost look miserable when they're, they're on stage, because they're, they're so depleted. And right, like you and Mark said, like, this takes huge commitment, and I mean, you put your body through a lot for that competition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have the look and the muscularity and everything, but I don't know if I want to get 
dieted down that much to right. to get on stage. But you said it, it, it's it's always a possibility. But we'll never say never. Never say never. So what about your fitness journey now? Where are you in this fitness journey? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Well, I've been doing uh, I've been doing a lot more of uh, more physical uh, goals. Um, I've I've done some 5Ks. I've done a half marathon, triathlon, uh, a couple of the different mud runs that are around. Um, and I, I find that a, a little more to my liking that I actually have is a, is a physical goal as, oppo- as opposed to, you know, hoping for a judge to rate me at a certain level. Right. I so have an actual time. This I, is about a physical sort of more functional goal versus a physique goal correct. necessarily. Okay. All right. Um, so then the last thing is really, I want to talk to you about the days of inspiration. Right. Um, as you said, this is a side project you have, you're really passionate about where you talk to people who have overcome major obstacles. You said you had people um, with uh, cancer or I, I know you have people who have lost limbs or right. somebody lupus, um, yes. all of these different things. And as you said, you yourself had to overcome the depression and you used fitness to sort of get through all of this stuff right? right so what exactly is days of inspiration what do you do well it's it's a seminar it's a seminar series uh we've we've held three of them so far one uh two in toronto and one in atlanta whereas i i bring together all of these speakers who have as you say overcome these huge obstacles i, I want i want to, to show people that no matter what cards have been dealt to you in in life that you you can achieve whatever goal you want whatever whether it's through uh, bodybuilding, whether it's to run a 5K or even run 1K, or to walk again in, in general, right. like there's always if there's a will, there's a way. It's, it's and this it's is so all cliche, surrounding but... fitness, though, right? Like your whole concept is different fitness journeys for anybody. Like right. it doesn't matter where you are in your own fitness journey you can still do it like I you know before we started recording actually I said to Brian um, him and I actually climbed the CN Tower the same year this was well before (laughs) we knew each other yes Um, and he said this was the first of many small fitness goals he had so um, his time was what did you say 4224 so I said to him oh you know I had this goal of doing it in 20 minutes or less and I think I was 20 minutes and some odd seconds so didn't quite make it to that goal and the next thing I said to him was oh but I could never do that now and he shot me a look immediately and said yes you can absolutely yes you can and he's right he's absolutely right so days of inspiration is exactly that right is trying to get people to realize that whatever it is you're dealing with there you can still achieve your own personal fitness goals absolutely absolutely Yeah. Um. So, days of inspiration. When's the last time you did that? The last one was uh, June June of 2016. Was the last one we had. Big turnouts, small turnouts, medium turnouts. Small turnouts. Uh, the biggest one we had was the 2015 one, which we had about 20. And this is this is something that you are the organizer for. I am the sole organizer of it. Uh, yeah. Um, my my idea behind it, as you say, was because of you know my journey. And the way I've uh, come through through the depression and through the, the the my size and everything, and then meeting people like Michelle Michelle Blank I'll say Michelle Blank uh, she's a, a IFBB International Federation of Bodybuilder uh, 
fitness competitor. Yeah. When, whenever she came to Toronto, she she chill with me. She we talk. That's the one that originally when uh, the first person I picked up at the airport, the very first. Right, year. right, right. She she gets to know me and she tell me about her past and tell me how you know uh, stuff with her family mm-hmm. and stuff like that and and the many many injuries has. She's had calf injuries. She's had uh, leg injuries and. Uh, in the middle of a competition, she broke her foot uh, in 2014 and continued on with the con- with her routine. So it's like that's the kind of thing I, I I looked at her and said, you know what? People go to these competitions and they just see the physiques, but they don't see they don't hear about what got them there. Yeah. Like what what did they have to go through to get there? And then as I was getting to know more people, I was you know wow, she just got off chemo six months ago. Or he's he's uh, she was anorexic a couple of years ago. Like it's 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 that kind of thing that I, I want people to see and 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 know that it's well it's, for one it's not a perfect world. They, they didn't, they're not just built that way that they've had to fight for it. But I want people to know that no matter what cards have been dealt, you can get whatever goal you want to get to. Uh, what even if it's not fitness. I mean, if if you want. Um, what whatever goal you have, like fight for it. Do what you have to do to get it, and that that's that's the whole essence of days of inspiration. I want to inspire people to follow their dreams, follow their goals, and do what they love to do. How do we get days of inspiration big? Because I love this idea. I think so many people would love this idea. I I can see this getting really really big, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. huge. Like, absolutely huge. Like, you have no idea. People like success stories. People like feel-good stories. People like to know that they're not the only ones that maybe had to deal with some shit in their life. And it's nice to see people dealing with the shit. And as you put it to me earlier, using fitness to help them overcome it, you know? And I, I think that Mark is right. This could be something that's really huge. So the question being... How do we do it? That's a good question. I mean, I have I have over a dozen speakers that at any uh, time in different places all over North America that want to speak. Where do you get your speakers? You just uh, put out a call. Or... Well, a lot of them I met through through the the Toronto show. They've come here um, through social media. Back in the day of MySpace, I met a few of them. Um, Bodybuilding.com had a thing called MySpace, which was sort of body space for bodybuilders, right, right, right. and I met a few of them that way. Um, and then just, as I said, this person knows this person, this person knows this person. And I, I start getting to know these people and I say, well, would you be interested in speaking? Uh, absolutely. And it's just, pe- people want to talk about it. Right. It's just a matter of having the platform to do so. Like, um, as I said, there's, there's one, uh, I have as a, as a body, um, a wheelchair bodybuilder. Yeah. They lost, lost use of their legs, and, but they're still competing. How, how are you, how are you, uh, marketing? That's my week's point, I must admit. Yeah. Uh, something I do need to work on is the marketing aspect of it. Are these, uh, is, is this a, is this a paid thing? Like, am I paying for a ticket for this or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. The last one we had was, it was a 20, $25 a ticket. Right, right, right. That's, that's very fucking reasonable. Yeah. For four speakers. And how long, how long is this event normally? A couple hours. Yeah. Each speaker is about half an hour. Nice. I dig it. This can be huge. I really like the idea. I think there's a, a lot of a lot of ideas going through everybody's heads right now <laughs> and yeah we're all staring at each other i think uh off mic we might have to do some work to think about how to 
get more people in attendance because I'm sure there are people who would love to hear the speakers you have lined up. Um, I think even having you here today and people listening to this would probably, I think, light a fire under some people. And it is inspiring to hear about somebody who, like you said from the beginning, maybe you didn't grow up always having the genetics. You were always interested in sports and you got yourself into that world. You got your diploma, you work as a personal trainer, you have clients who have stuck with you for years and years and years. You've got all these friends in the bodybuilding world and you got to hear their backstories. And as you said, nobody else does. So if you're interested in hearing about all these inspiring stories of people who use fitness to overcome whatever it was they're dealing with in their life, then uh, we need to all figure out how to get Days of Inspiration back again. Absolutely. Hashtag Days of Inspiration back again. Yeah. <laughs> start a campaign. Seriously. You need, we, we, we'll talk. We, we can, we can. All right. Can. I want to see this fly for you because I think it's an awesome idea. Still doing the training. I am still training. Still open to have uh, clients work out with you. Uh, I have a couple more spots available. Yeah. Right on. So anyone that's listening and they want to get in touch with you, how can how can they find you? Well, I uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Building Bodies by Brian. Search that. Uh, if you want to know more about Days of Inspiration and some of the speakers we've had, you can go on Facebook as well, Days of Inspiration, or uh, uh, facebook.com slash DOI2014. Right on, right on. Anything else you guys want to wrap on, or do you want to enjoy what's left of a sunny afternoon after a couple cold rainy days? <laughs> well, speaking of bodybuilding, I'm off to Vegas to the Olympia. So He leaves tomorrow leave morning. Tomorrow. Well, thank you for being in the space with us today, Brian. Thank I love talking me. about fitness, and I think it's uh, lighting a fire under me to maybe get my myself back in the gym. You can do it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Amanda. And we got Brian the Barbarian. <laughs> right on. Peace.